I think the Matt and Woody experiment here on our podcast, we're doing our part to spread awareness. We're doing our part, yes. Matt and Woody experiment, episode number 150, a milestone. And, uh, you know, for episode 150, we've got some content today that's, uh, we're just going to talk quite a bit about cock, actually, uh, <laughs> because uh, some news crossed my awareness over the last week about uh, a guy who was probably some part of our development, some part of our youth culture. Uh, Tommy Lee's been in the news lately, and uh, if Tommy Lee's in the news it kind of usually has something to do with penis at a certain point or another, and uh, that's the case here lately. Have you have you kept up with Tommy Lee? I feel like I've had big gaps in information about Tommy Lee. Uh, so, no, I haven't been keeping up with him throughout the years, but every now and then he'll pop up just like he did recently. Uh, yeah, and, and you're right. If, if Tommy's in the news, it's either about women or genitalia um so it 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 fits this story perfectly and i think you could argue when he's in the news about women that's actually kind of connected to his cock in a way right uh i don't know my first uh uh knowledge of tommy lee was of course with the band motley crew but then somewhere in our youth Tommy Lee became known for uh, his, I guess, offstage exploits just as much as for the onstage exploits. And that's saying something because this is a dude who has a drum kit that spins in a 360 over, <laughs> over crowds of people. It takes a lot to outshine your musical career when you have that kind of stage show, but... Uh, this is a man who I have seen drive a boat with his cock. Before reality TV was a thing, he was really into filming himself do everything throughout his life. And it seems like his penis showed up in uh, a lot of that. <laughs> his, uh, his penis made an appearance, really, whether he wanted it to or not. It's, it's just kind of there. And you know, I, I really I hate to be a stickler because... Lord knows my hypocrisy might be showing. I don't like people trying to police language, but you just referred to Tommy Lee's member as a penis, and I kind of feel that doesn't quite paint the picture. I think you need to call it a cock. <laughs> at, at, at what point does a penis become a cock? I don't know, man. I don't know, but uh, I feel like somewhere along Tommy Lee's journey, in puberty, his definitely became a cock. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Have you ever drove a boat with your uh, dick? That, that is a no. That is a no. Me neither. Me neither. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like if we're gonna be, if we're gonna be accurate, we need to call this thing a cock. Um, but uh, yeah, man. News came out though that uh, Tommy Lee had pulled his cock out at a concert at Oracle Park. And uh, that he encouraged other people in the crowd to pull their cock out. And uh, I read this article about this, and God dang, I just can't help but think this is some of the best stuff 
I've ever read. The article, it does hit at some of what we talk about vaguely with cancel culture and kind of how things are tailored to the most sensitive among us because the news story that I read started out with a line that said something to the effect of at least one man was upset (laughs) about Tommy Lee pulling out his cock. Uh, did that line catch your attention as well? That, that was the first thing I highlighted. It, <laughs> at, at least one person was upset, and that, that one person's name is Juan. I don't know how many thousands of people Oracle Park holds, but they found the one guy. They found a Juan, and Juan did not like it that Tommy pulled out his cock and encouraged other people to pull theirs out. Um, it noted that uh, there was at least one fan who got his cock on the Jumbotron after Tommy encouraged the crowd to pull him out, and now he has the best concert story you're ever going to hear. Like, wow, what a conversation starter, okay? (laughs) And apparently a few women pulled out their breasts as well and made the Jumbotron. Uh, Juan was offended, and... uh, yeah, man, I, I is this is this what journalism's been reduced to? Yeah, yeah, this is the 21st century. This is how news breaks now. Uh, not sure if you've been paying attention, but yeah, uh, I love how the breasts are an afterthought. The article is not about the breast at all. <laughs> it's one man being upset over one penis, and then there is a couple of breasts flying around, multiple breasts, and no one no one bats eye at that. The story did talk about the breasts as though it was, you know, it was just the the side dish. That's not what we're really here to be outraged about. This was, I don't know, Tommy, I can see where maybe if you haven't known Tommy, maybe his cock comes on a little aggressive, right? Comes on a little much. Maybe you don't see a cock quite like that every day. It, it may be a little more than what you're asking for. But I kind of feel like if you're at a Motley Crue show, you should have a rough idea of maybe what Tommy's got going on. And you should have a rough idea of the kind of environment that you might be in. Yeah, yeah. Juan goes on to say minors and everyone were forced to see uh, these nude people on the screens. I'm a parent. You're a parent. I'm not sure we're going to be carrying minors to a Motley Crue concert. And if so, we're going to prep them for what they may see there. I know what Motley Crue's all about. Like, have you listened to any of the lyrics (laughs) at all? Like, you're at a concert. Did somebody give Juan a ticket? Has he listened to anything that these guys talk about? Their entire catalog (laughs) is basically about sex and drugs and drinking and f- and nudity. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's very telling that this is the age that we're in. Uh, and they were writing an article where at least one man was upset. You know, it, it this is not Tommy's only cock-related story lately. Uh, a friend of mine had shared some story on social media a couple weeks ago because apparently Tommy just wants to remind people... <laughs> He, he pulled it out for Instagram, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but a few, uh, a couple of my friends on social media alluded to that, that Tommy was just, you know, 
wanted to remind y'all, in case you forgot, hey, don't call it a comeback. He's been here for years. Well, it's one of those things that uh, once you got it, it never goes away. Like you can have you can have a good looking face and you you become older and that fades. But what what Tommy has, he's always gonna have. That man's got to walk around feeling secure, right? You know, Tommy Tommy's not the type of guy to go to school on the first day and worry about what other people are thinking. You know, <laughs> he feels secure. Okay. Do you? This made me think back, though. Do you recall? I'm sure that you do. I already know the answer that you recall. But back, I guess our senior year of school, we skipped a day of school, and we went to a Jerry Cantrell concert. If I'm remembering my concert orders correctly, and uh, had a great time. I think we've alluded to this concert probably on here in the past, but. Uh, we saw a lot of things in the crowd that day, to the best of my recollection. Do you recall that? I do. I recall all the concerts we ever went to as teenagers. And, yeah, I feel like all concerts were like this when we were teens. In, in my head, I was socialized really quickly at concerts. Like, oh, wait a minute. Like, some people might, people might get naked here. You know? <laughs> I, I might see a naked woman at a concert. We saw multiple naked women. <laughs> On the day of this Jerry Cantrell concert. Uh, so we were 17, 18, whatever we were. Um, but really early on, I guess, that's where my socialization started. I'm just wondering, is Juan, is Juan 15? Because if Juan was 15, maybe I could somehow rationalize the shock or the awe. I mean, I, get, I suppose you could rationalize the shock and the awe in a different way with what we've alluded to about Tommy. But uh, I think you get what I'm getting at. Like, what did Juan expect? You know, what did Juan expect? Maybe Juan was just a late bloomer. Maybe he didn't go to concerts as a teenager. Uh, just got the funds to start going in his late 30s. Because I tell you what, like I said, all concerts were like that when we were teenagers. Now... None of the concerts I go to are like that. And I know, I know I go to smaller venues now with better seating. There was no seating back then. You, you stood out in the hot sun back when we went to concerts. So, yeah, it's a different time. So if you're just getting acclimated to concerts now, yeah, something like that might seem strange. But you know what? Tommy's from the 80s, and that's how they got down in the 80s. Not only was it accepted and understood back in our day that you might see some nude people i feel like our generation had the common decency to appreciate the fact that we saw a couple naked women you know like the like one one acts mad about it all i mean to me that was like part of the coolest part of the story it's like holy shit there are naked girls around out here in the middle of this rock and roll it was, uh, you know, it's like uh, it's like getting a free dessert or something. I I felt uh, I felt grateful for the experience. Uh, Juan just must not be of that ilk. Must not be of that mindset. Yeah, I mean, at some point in time, the people became the show. Like this band that you traveled hours yes. to see would be playing on stage, and no one would be looking that direction. They would be looking towards the crowd. Uh, 
yeah, it, it was it was appreciated more back then. But uh, we we can't get away from this story without reading Tommy Lee's tweet and his response to Juan. I think I think you need to read that. I feel like Tommy Lee, being a child of the '80s, crystallized it perfectly. He said, "Complaining about seeing tits at a Motley Crue concert." is like complaining about seeing cheesecake at the Cheesecake Factory. Perfect synopsis. This is expected. We have a song called Girls, Girls, Girls. <laughs> <laughs> like, not not one girls, not two girls, three girls. <laughs> they just want to say it a couple times. Like, just repeat it. This is what we're thinking about. What are we thinking about? Girls. What are we thinking with? Our cock. You know, our cock. Yeah, it, it, it was a totally different time. It makes me think we had a we got a TV station that we get that plays old shit from the '90s, and uh, it plays Rock of Love sometimes. And just to remember what those shows were like <laughs> in the women that were attracted to those '80s rock stars is it's like a time capsule, man. It's totally different. I understand maybe the early 2000s was the wild, wild west of reality TV, looking back. Yeah, but I feel like that show made no bones what it was about. <laughs> like, Brett Michaels was not there to find deep, meaningful, lifelong connection. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that show can get made today. Well, um, I'm I'm glad Motley Crue's still out there and and Tommy Lee's still doing it. Uh, it shows that some of the things from the past can still be used today. Uh, do you have any other uh, cock-related anecdotes about Tommy Lee before we move to our next story? None that have not already been spoke about. Okay. Well, I mean, we're gonna stay along the realm of uh, the penis. But we're going to move to a different species. Uh, I don't know if you <laughs> if this crossed your palate before I sent it to you, but this is news that uh, I comb the internet for. Uh, I I saw where Nigeria seized a bunch of donkey penis that uh, was to be exported from Hong Kong. Did you have any awareness of this before I sent you this story with glee? I did not, but I have to say, so we're switching species, but we're keeping size similar. Yes, yes, we're gonna say we're gonna stay in the same ballpark with size. I uh, I think we're switching species, but I think we can still call it cock. This story, the reason it got my attention was a okay. Obviously, they're talking about donkey members, and that's just great. Uh, but uh, I want to read you a quote. It said. Sacks of donkey genitals were seized at an airport in Lagos. So, sacks of donkey, donkey genitals. You realize that means we're talking about a literal bag of dicks. <laughs> Actually, 16 of them that they picked up in Lagos. Yeah, well, the visual on that that I'm catching is like potato sack race size bags of donkey dicks. <laughs> Hey, man, these got to be healthy sacks, right? If we're talking 16 Tommy Lees, this this isn't a Walmart bag, I don't think. No, no. It's, it's that, hard to sneak that through customs. 
Right. I mean, this might this might require this might be duffel bag material. You know, this might be shit for the gym. You know, you need some you need something with like a few stitches put in the handle to carry all this. Um, but I, I guess I didn't really know this was an issue, and this just shows you the scope of our problems. I guess it's totally relative to where we're located. But uh, Nigeria has been trying to curb the export of donkey skins. I guess these skins are used a lot in medicines. Uh, the article that I read specifically noted like China, or China, if you prefer, uh, that China wants some of the donkey dicks to put in their medicines. And uh, this has been going on at such a rate that uh, these exports have drastically reduced the population of these animals used for work in the country. So they, they're they trying to, I guess, pass some policy to catch up to the problem. I didn't take any ag classes when I was in high school. <laughs> do, do donkeys have trouble reproducing? Like, is it hard to keep up the rate of fecundity? It is. It is. Like, you know, I mean... Uh, you can't just, uh, you know, stick them in a cage like rabbits and wait five minutes and there's 30 of them. It's kind of hard. That's their tractors in Nigeria. So <laughs> they need their tractors <laughs> to farm the land. They can't be just giving away their tractors and, and, and the different parts that come with those tractors. So, yeah, I, I understand that. Um, I wondered what they were doing with them in Asia. I'm like, why are they shipping so many dicks to Asia? But you said it was for medicine. Who knows what else is for? But, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess it's a problem there. Uh, the, the thing about the article that caught my attention was it said they tried to pass it through customs by uh, falsely declaring it to be cow male genitals in the bags. But somebody expect, inspected those genitals and said, nah, these did not come from a cow. Everybody knows that dicks do not come from cows. Yeah, there's somebody over there going, nah, hold on, hold on, hold on now, boys. Now, God dang, I know what I'm talking about. That ain't no cow pecker. That's a donkey pecker, I tell you what. And they didn't have that type of accent, but you get the point. <laughs> you get the point. <laughs> there was somebody saying, pump the brakes. I know what kind of cock this is. <laughs> the thing that gets me is like, if this is such a crisis, I say we need to go all the way with the crisis. I didn't have any awareness for before this article. Let's get Sarah McLaughlin on the phone. Let's put some slow-mo shots of some donkeys and in the arms of the angel. Like, tell me for 35 cents a day that I can save 84 donkey dicks or something. Like, I feel like I feel like we at least need to get some hashtags going. I don't know. Hey, you get the right commercial and the right music, yeah, people will donate. Give me Sarah McLaughlin. Give me a fundraiser. Give me, uh, give me Kanye saying like Republicans don't care about donkeys or something, you know? Like, <laughs> give me, give me something that makes me know about the problem. Uh, I think the Matt and Woody experiment here on our podcast, we're doing our part to spread awareness. We're doing our part, yes, and I totally agree with you. Give Kanye a microphone and no script. That's what they need to do. I don't know how we I don't know how we solve the issue. I feel like, you know, if you have enough 
fences and enough donkeys mating, that seems to be the route to go, right? I don't. I mean, what do you have? You ever tried to fuck your way out of a problem? <laughs> it feels like I have, but I'll, I'll have to answer no to that. <laughs> well, I don't know. This just feels like a time where we had to fuck our way out of a problem here, and we need to get lots of donkeys hooking up. You know, maybe, maybe we get the donkeys a little drunk, get them relaxed. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's taking a chance on having some slow donkeys reproduced. Maybe that's a bad idea. I'm just, I'm just trying to come up with something. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just one man. I can't figure it all out. But uh, that does seem to be what crosses my mind. Is like, you know, get a few donkeys drunk, let them get together. It'll probably work itself out. Man, I, I just say find a country that actually has tractors. If the country has tractors, then they have donkeys that they can get rid of. You got any recommendations for the people? Yeah, I got, I got a real simple recommendation. This is uh, mid-September, uh, the month that you declared the best month of the year, I believe. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, I say right now is the time to start thinking about Halloween. Um, whether it's the, the color of your hair or the style of your facial hair, uh, acquiring accessories, now's the time for you to act. Like, do not wait till it's too late and you realize, oh, I cut my hair too short for this costume, or, oh, I should have started growing my beard weeks ago. Now's the time for you to really figure out the direction you're going and, and, and just do it. So, yeah, I say now's the time. Halloween's in your future. Go for it. You're saying, hey, the Halloween couple that makes a plan, y'all are going to win the best costume contest. No doubt. Yeah. Sound advice. Sound advice. Uh, my recommendation, since this week is probably the week that we have set the record for most mentions of cock on our podcast, I'm just going to keep up with the theme of lewd suggestions. And I'm going to recommend that y'all go to YouTube and y'all look up Joey Diaz sleeps with one-legged woman. Your mom's house. It's a podcast. It's a 10-minute highlight. And it is a... For 10 minutes, it is 9 minutes and 30 seconds of Joey Diaz getting more and more lewd as it goes along. Like, it is... it. It's noticeably making uh, Christina P blush and christina p is foul i mean her comedy is foul i love it but joey's another level and he's talking about he's talking about sleeping with a one-legged woman and it just it just keeps going it just keeps escalating and uh God, I love this clip. Uh, it's one of these that I watch every once in a while. I think I sent this to you sometime in the past week, and I'm like, God, this is great. I should have recommended this last time. And you say, well, man, you could just save it. Recommend it for the people. <laughs> so I took your advice. You guys, you guys, go listen to Joey Diaz, The Story of Sleeping with a One-Legged Woman. YouTube it. It's hilarious. Yeah, I, I cannot wait to put a link to that video in our show notes. Uh, yeah, thank you for sending that to me. I would say that there are few people that can say that they've lived a more interesting life than Joey Diaz. Maybe Chris Christopherson. That might be the only one. Like, <laughs> Joey's on that level. 
Joey, as Joey's telling this story, like if I was an interviewer, I wouldn't know where to dig because he's throwing out shit as side pieces to the story. Like he's telling this story about nailing the one-legged woman and he's just throwing out, yeah, I was slinging cocaine at this restaurant. Like it's a throwaway fact. (laughs) But it is a throwaway fact of the story. Uh, I love Joey Coco Diaz. He, he, God, nobody pushes it farther and nobody pushes it farther more organically. He's not trying. It's just a story. It's just a story. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, you guys check it out. Uh, That brings us to the end of this one. We will see you guys on the next one.